Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is our second reading, Philippians chapters 3 and 4. And I'll share with you again these words. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of our God. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, dear fellow citizens of heaven, Roman citizenship had its benefits. For example, the right to own property, the right to vote, the right to stand for public office, the right to a fair public trial, the right to serve in the Roman legions, to name just a few of those rights. Roman citizens also were exempt from certain taxes and certain laws. If you were a Roman citizen, you could not be tortured or flogged. And the only thing that you could be sentenced to the death penalty for was for the crime of treason, and then you couldn't have that death penalty carried out by crucifixion. They had to do it by some other means. The Apostle Paul, as you know, was a Jew. In fact, he was a very faithful Jew. He at one point calls himself a Hebrew of Hebrews. But at the same time, he was also a Roman citizen. It's not really Roman citizenship that Paul writes about in our text. He actually writes about heavenly citizenship. Because you see, every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is a citizen of heaven. Now, of course, with heavenly citizenship comes many privileges, many blessings. But that citizenship also invites many enemies who want us to renounce our heavenly citizenship. And so Paul writes today and he offers us some strong encouragement. He says, citizens, stand firm in the Lord. And our text shows us today what it means to stand firm as citizens of heaven. It means forsaking the sinful pleasures of this world and instead focusing on the heavenly treasures that belong to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. Historians often refer to ancient Philippi as Little Rome. This city, even though it was hundreds of miles from the center of the empire, was really a Roman city, and most of its citizens were Roman citizens. Uh, they spoke Latin like Romans did. They dressed like Romans did. They enjoyed the protection of the Roman legions. In fact, if you had told them that they had to give up their Roman citizenship for some reason, they would have been appalled. And yet there was something much more important at stake and is one of the reasons that Paul wrote to them, and that is their heavenly citizenship. Paul wrote to the Philippians and also, of course, to us to warn them about the enemies to their heavenly citizenship. He wrote, Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Paul encouraged the Philippians to follow his example. What example is that? Well, the example of faith in Christ and loving, thankful service that flows from such faith. But then Paul kind of got serious. He says that what he, he brought up next made him shed some tears. A lot of people in this world do not follow that pattern of faith. 
They live instead as enemies of the cross of Christ. They want nothing to do with faith in our Lord Jesus. They don't understand the purpose of his sacrifice and his suffering. In fact, they think that Christianity and the Christian faith, these things are absolute foolishness. And so because of that, their only desire is to serve themselves and to gratify their sinful cravings. Paul puts it this way. He says their mind is on earthly things. They aren't concerned about heavenly spiritual matters, matters about salvation. They have two feet planted firmly in the unbelieving world. Well, that's not us, right? Well, no. Thanks be to God, my friends, that's not us, because by God's grace alone, we are believers in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and all thanks and praise to him for that. And yet, my friends, it's a dangerous world. Temptations abound. We are under constant attack from every direction. The times and days are perilous. Satan comes at us hard every single day, trying to cut us off from Christ, trying to get us to renounce our heavenly citizenship. Our own sinful nature is constantly suggesting to us that we can have our cake and we can eat it too. In other words, we can live like the rest of the world. We can enjoy all those sinful pleasures and yet still hang on to our faith in Jesus Christ. My friends, that is a dangerous, dangerous notion. Paul tells us the terrible results that can come as the result of such thinking. He tells us that Satan wants to convince us that living like the rest of the world is just fun, fun, fun. But here's the thing. Satan highlights the fun of sin, but he forgets to tell you about the pain, the suffering, and the ultimate destruction that result from it. My friends, if we become stomach worshipers, as Paul puts it, if we just give in to our sinful appetites, and that's all we want to do is serve those cravings, the results will be anything but fun the results will be truly disastrous because, you see, a sinful lifestyle, it wrecks health, it ruins relationships, it destroys reputations, it causes the loss of so many blessings that our God wants us to have. It threatens to drive faith from our hearts. And in general, it just makes a big mess out of life. But you know something? The mess that sinful living causes in this life is nothing compared to what it can bring in the next. This is what Paul wrote to the Galatians. He said, I warn you that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Unbelievers, enemies of the cross of Christ, who live only to gratify their sinful natures, will spend eternity in hell. That is a fact. And, my friends, it is also a strong warning for us. Don't join them. Don't do what they do. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you can live like a pig Monday through Saturday and then come into church on Sunday morning and say your prayers and everything will be okay as you go back to that sinful lifestyle. No, resist such urges. Forsake the sinful pleasures of this unbelieving world by which Satan wants to undermine and destroy your faith. Instead, cling to Christ by faith. Hang on to this blessed citizenship in heaven that he has given you. Stand firm in the Lord. In Acts chapter 22, 
we find a really interesting account in the life of the Apostle Paul. Paul was in Jerusalem, and some of his enemies got together and convinced the authorities that Paul was there just making trouble, and they managed to get him arrested. The centurion gave the order for the Apostle Paul to be flogged. Now remember, he's a Roman citizen. And so he asked the centurion, is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? So Paul couldn't be flogged, and he hadn't had his trial yet either. So this was a problem. The centurion went to his commander and brought up the matter. The commander came to the Apostle Paul, and he asked him, Are you a Roman citizen? When Paul answered in the affirmative, that man responded in a strange way. He said, I had to pay a big price for my citizenship. And then Paul said, I was born a citizen. Isn't that interesting? So Roman citizenship could be bought for the right price. You know, as I think about it, heavenly citizenship can be bought as well. You could also be born into Roman citizenship. And again, as I think about it, you can also be born into heavenly citizenship. Now, perhaps those things that I've just said raise a few eyebrows, so let me explain what I mean. Heavenly citizenship, my friends, can be bought, just not by us. Our citizenship in heaven was bought for us by our Lord Jesus Christ. The price that he paid for us was astronomical. The cost was more than we could ever imagine. Jesus paid for our citizenship with his perfect obedience and his holy blood. We enjoy heavenly citizenship because our Lord Jesus, during his 33 years or so of life on this earth, got up every single morning and obeyed all of his Father's commands in his thoughts and desires, his words and his actions. Flawlessly, without fail, he went to bed each night with no sins to confess. And our God graciously credits his perfect life to us by faith in Jesus as if we were the ones who lived it. We enjoy heavenly citizenship because Jesus Christ, the righteous one, endured an indignity that no Roman citizen would ever have had to endure. He was nailed to a cross. And there he suffered the searing pain, the utter loneliness, the complete despair of hell in our place because of our sins, forsaken by his own Father in heaven. My friends, there our Savior shed blood so precious that it was enough, it was valuable enough to pay for the sins of billions. Yes, my friends, citizenship in heaven can be bought and has been bought for us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's for you and for me and for all people. This precious citizenship, this gift bought and paid for by our Lord Jesus is also yours, my friends, by birth. And I, of course, do not mean natural birth, because we were born into this world anything but citizens of heaven. We were born descendants of our first parents, Adam and Eve. We were born those who inherited sin. And so we were born into this world children of the devil, citizens of hell. Perhaps it's more accurate if I refer to this birth as rebirth. This is what Jesus said, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. My friends, through the Spirit's work in baptism, each one of you is born again, adopted by our Father in heaven, made citizens of his heavenly kingdom. Through this washing of rebirth and renewal, you became the children of God and the citizens of heaven. But boy, we're not there yet, are we? We're not in heaven. Look around you, far from it. 
We still live in this sin-sick, dangerous, violent, ugly mess of a world. It can truly at times be a hellish place. And yet, my friends, I want you to note something very carefully. The Apostle Paul did not write, Our citizenship will be in heaven one day. He said, Our citizenship is in heaven. Heaven belongs to us right now. It is our current possession through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to imagine that you're traveling in a foreign country and you lose your passport, which in addition to being kind of annoying can also be a fairly serious matter. It can get you into trouble. So you go to the U.S. Embassy because you need to obtain a replacement passport. And as you're waiting there in the embassy lobby, you do not at that time cease to be a citizen of the United States. You're just there waiting for a new passport, and you need that passport so that you can have the legal documentation that will allow you to continue your trip and eventually to go home. But you remain a U.S. citizen, even when you've lost your passport. Paul tells us our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. You see, my friends, we're just travelers here on this earth. We're just here for a little while. As the beloved hymn puts it, I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. But our passports have been stamped red in the blood of Jesus, marking us as the citizens of heaven. We are the citizens of heaven, but now we are waiting for a little while. We are waiting for our Lord Jesus to come back and take us to be with him, to the place that he has prepared for us, to the heavenly homeland that he has secured for us by his perfect life and by his precious blood. When we die, at the moment of our death, our souls go to be with him forever in heaven. And yet we also have this promise that one day Jesus is going to come again. And he's going to raise up even our bodies from the dust of death. He's going to glorify them to be like his own sin-free and glorious body. And then he's going to unite body and soul together and bring us to be with him forever and ever in heaven. And just think of that, my friends, glorified bodies, which means sin and all its consequences, including our daily struggle against our sinful nature. All of that is going to be gone. There'll be nothing left but perfect peace and perfect joy in the heavenly city above. U.S. citizenship, like Roman citizenship, has its benefits. The right to vote, the right to hold public office, protection under the Constitution, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the American dream, right? And that's why there are so many people who want to gain citizenship in our great nation. But my friends, you possess an infinitely greater citizenship. You live in an infinitely greater nation, a heavenly kingdom. And you have this blessed status because of the suffering and death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Don't let your citizenship slip away. Forsake the sinful pleasures of this world. Hold on to, concentrate on the treasures that you have in your Lord Jesus Christ. Cling in faith to him. Dear citizens, stand firm in the Lord. God grant that to us all for Jesus' sake. Amen.